Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIBC. I'm Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also, Guy Relford, the gun guy, joining us live in studio, Second Amendment attorney. And licensed firearms instructor. How are you, guy? Man, I'm great. It's great to be here with you guys. And thanks, as always, to our sponsor, Fort Liberty Firearms in Avon, 8401 East Highway 36. Great place to buy firearms, ammunition, or accessories. Check out my buddies at the fort at fortlibertyfirearms.com. So, Indiana General Assembly kicking off this week. Anything on your radar specifically? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking hard for the bills that have been promised. And I've talked to a couple of legislators about this that uh, to some degree are being filed at the request or instigation uh, of Ryan Mears, the prosecutor here in Marion County, Uh, but I think some other prosecutors involved too that would essentially strip a lot of the due process protections out of our red flag law. And you guys will remember, we've talked several times about how Mears uh, deflected uh, what I thought was some appropriate heat uh, directed at him after he failed to bring red flag proceedings against uh, the gentleman who ultimately became the FedEx shooter. Yeah, I'll say it for everybody else. It was a lazy, half-assed effort. He didn't want to do the job, and people died as a result of exactly, it. Exactly, because the the mother and sister of that FedEx shooter went to their local IMPD police station and said, this kid's dangerous, he just bought a shotgun, he wants to commit suicide by cop. And they went to the house, they confiscated a shotgun under the red flag law. But Ryan Mears office never filed the red flag proceedings, so he was never found to be dangerous, which would have made him a prohibited possessor, which would have prevented him from buying the rifles that he used in the FedEx shooting. But to deflect that, uh, Ryan Mears has come out and said, oh, well, no, uh, we we couldn't use the red flag statute because of defects in the statute. And what I fully expect to see, and the, 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 the session is just starting, as you guys mentioned today, are bills that will essentially, for one, mean that as soon as guns are seized from an individual, uh, that person becomes a prohibited possessor. I mean, the, the legal equivalent of a felon in terms of their completely losing their Second Amendment rights before they've had any due process, before they've had a hearing, before they've had the ability to be heard. A judge has just determined probable cause uh, based on one side of the story, and on that basis, we're going to make them prohibited possessors. And and, and I, I will fight that with everything in me. That's the big one I'm concerned about and I fully expect to see at this session. And this is clearly just CYA cover your blank from Ryan Mears here because if he wants to advance his political career and I've said this from day one, he doesn't even really want to be prosecutor. He wants to be mayor. He wants to advance his political career. That's a big stain on his record, that red flag situation. But if he can get the Indiana General Assembly to change things around a little bit, he can still play that victim of, well, that was a bad law, and then I changed it as soon as I possibly could. Well, exactly. And and I even saw some draft language that apparently uh, prosecutors, including Mr. Mears, are asking for. And they would have, uh, for instance, also gotten rid of uh, a language that I wrote in 2019 uh, that actually gives the respondent, that is the person whose guns have been seized, the opportunity 
opportunity to ask for more time to prepare to go in and prove that they're not dangerous. Because, for instance, let's just say, let's say somebody just picks up the phone and calls 911 and says, Jason Hammer, uh, threatened to kill me and he waved a gun in my face and he's dangerous you got to go take his guns on that basis alone they will come take your guns and they will start now red flag proceedings and and, and on that basis um the, you're now essentially having to prove a negative no i'm not neg you know and a better one let me give you a better example let's say someone says you're suicidal that's better okay how do i prove in that hearing that that, that is scheduled is scheduled very quickly that you're not suicidal in other words we just we deny that you've ever said anything about being suicidal that makes sense yeah, that you've ever tried to hurt yourself that makes sense but but what's the best way to prove someone's not suicidal have them go see a therapist have them go to counseling for a while bring in a professional and says oh yeah i've talked to jason for you know 30 days 60 days he's not suicidal boom i win the 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 amendments that i've seen proposed that i, I fully expect to see this session in the general assembly would take away my ability to get extra time to come in and present that on behalf uh, of someone who's been falsely accused of uh, being dangerous under the, the red due flag process statute. part and the that's a big deal it. it is and 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 the big problem with the red flag law is too many times people look at it and they would want to treat everybody who's subject to a red flag proceeding as if they're already convicted criminals. And 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 it, people need to understand the red flag law is used when someone has committed no crime. That's the whole thing. If someone commits a crime, that's great. Arrest them. You take their guns away from them. We don't let people take their guns with them when we send them to prison or to jail when right. they've been arrested for a crime. And it can be used as revenge from a jilted lover, from somebody that you've done wrong in the office place. Absolutely. I've defended those cases. I've defended one. One, thank God for ring doorbells because we proved it didn't happen. I had one where it was a neighbor who had this ongoing dispute with my client over where they each left their trash cans. Literally. And there's this ongoing neighbor dispute. And one day they're out there arguing over this whole thing. The neighbor goes in, picks up 911, calls the cops and says, uh, yeah, the guy's mad at me over trash cans, pointed his gun at me and said he was going to kill me. You know, and they, they came out. The guy denied it, but they red flagged him took his guns and 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 it was a lie we proved with ring doorbells that it was an absolute stone-faced lie but this guy under ryan Mears' proposal my client would have been a prohibited possessor as soon as a judge found probable cause based on one side of the story before i ever had an opportunity to pull up the the ring doorbell footage before we ever had the opportunity for a hearing uh, i've had but you're right i've had vindictive exes i've had jealous co-workers i've had all kinds of false red flag proceedings brought which is why i wrote a bill uh, three or four years ago that jim lucas put forward that made false reporting under the red flag statute a crime which it never had been before we got that passed three or four years ago because of how many false allegations i see in the context of red so flag that cases. that was my question that my next question about the guy with the trash cans to the other guy yeah you proved it wrong and that's a, a crime that's a crime right? now didn't used to be okay but we made that yeah. clear under the false reporting statute that that is now a crime because of how many of these turn out to be fake and that's not to take anything away from the legitimate cases like the fedex shooter but that's where the process has to require the the legal process has to require due process under both the, the fifth and the 14th Amendment, um, and that's uh, what I, I'm going to fight hard for this session to not let, let any legislators try to strip that out. Monday Gun Day with Guy Relford here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. All right, we got a couple stories that have gone viral, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Let's start with this Dollar General worker in Louisiana. 
he was running the checkout lane at the Dollar General, and a guy comes up with a gun. It's an armed robbery. Takes the money, starts to head toward the exit. The worker at the Dollar General, and again, this is a guy that claims he had been robbed by this guy multiple times, brought a weapon to work that day, shoots and kills him dead as the bad guy was leaving. The good guy that we thought was now charged with manslaughter. How does this happen? Well, the reason it happens is because uh, self-defense statutes in virtually every state are written so that you can prevent harm to you or someone else. And in Indiana and elsewhere, you can prevent the commission of what's called a forcible felony, like a robbery, right? So I can prevent, and this guy, I'm sure, could prevent an armed robbery with deadly force. That's what the self-defense statutes allow you to do. The question becomes, are you past the point where you're preventing the crime? If the crime is over and the bad guy is simply escaping from the commission of a crime, that's when you cannot use deadly force. Now, where exactly is that line, right? Where do you like flip a switch and go, okay, yeah, well, you were, I mean, he, you could were turn, just- he could turn around and, uh, you know, on his way out the door as he's leaving, he could all of a sudden whip around and take a few shots that, at you. That's right. And that's why prosecutors in most places in the country look at it and say, hold on, if, if there was still an active threat because the guy was in the immediate, immediate vicinity, he's still armed, he could still turn around. Yeah. Or if there's an immediate threat to others in the area, for instance, what if somebody's walking in the door as he's walking out? And he freaks out and shoots that person. So prosecutors tend to be, um, I think, pretty expansive in saying, okay, well, technically the crime was over at this point. The guy's escaping. But if it's logical to say there was still an active threat, they'll let that go. Here they said no. the, the, The crime apparently was over. The guy's leaving. It's manslaughter and not murder because the guy didn't go to work that day planning to kill anybody, right? He was right. reacting to the circumstance suddenly and quickly. You still get some significant time behind bars, though. Oh, sure. Charge yeah. Like that, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So Voluntary if you would have shot him while he was being robbed with the gun in his face, Absolutely. he'd be 100% fine. Yes. But because the bad guy turned around and was making a run for it, and that's when he got shot. That's where we've got a problem. That's exactly right. So, you know, you, you have to be preventing. You have to be protecting. And, 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 and what you can't be doing is, quote, unquote, payback. In fact, when I teach my gun law class that I teach uh, every six weeks or so over at Indy Arms, at one point in that class, every single time, I'll say, here's a fundamental concept you got to get through your head. You may not feel good. You may not like it. But it's the law. It's the law of Indiana. It's the law virtually everywhere else. We have a self-defense statute, meaning you're defending, right? You're protecting. You're preventing things like serious bodily injury or the commission of a forcible felony, what we do not have is a payback statute, right? If you've transitioned from preventing a a, a serious crime, preventing, you know, serious bodily injury to payback, now you're committing a crime. The other guy may be a criminal too, Mm. but you've just joined him and you may have adjoining jail cells at some point because you just committed a crime. Now, this other story comes from a diner in Houston. I'm watching it right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Bad guy goes in, yeah. and it looks to be an armed robber. Should I retweet do, do you guys this? have this video on your Twitter, the whole one, all the way yeah, through the end? I, I, I yeah. was thinking of whether or not I should retweet it or not. Go I mean, that's it. pretty. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go for it. It's it's out there. It's it's everywhere. So bad guy goes into this diner, looks to be an armed robbery, <laughs> and people are you know throwing their money on the ground. Bad guy's yelling out commands. Couple guys are sitting at the booth. Keep in mind, this is Texas. He packed heat. And he not only fired a shot to eliminate the threat, he fired about four shots afterwards. A total of four shots, I believe, into the bad guy laying on the ground. So I think he's a hero. 
Yeah, but that's going to be a problem for him legally, isn't it, guy? Well, it could be. And and by the way, the 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 good guy, we'll call him the customer uh, who shot the robber, uh, fled the scene. He took off. There, you got a lot of good video of him, uh, including his truck. And so I'd be surprised if, if they don't identify him. But but he bolted either because he had concerns about what he'd done or who knows. that He may have warrants or he, he may not have been able to legally possess a gun I, just to speculate. But he, uh, here's how that works as well. And by the way, and, and, and it becomes an interesting fact, whether it's relevant or not, or not is different. The gun that Robber was using turned out to be a toy gun. It wasn't even a real gun. Does that make a difference in the court of law? Not if it looked like a real gun. Because and by the way, it apparently looked like a real gun because if you noticed during the robbery, everybody gave them their damn wallets. Yeah, right, right. Everybody was giving up their wallet and their cash and their valuables. Um, so apparently, everybody else thought it was a real gun because they were giving up their stuff. But what happened is the guy's going around, he's collecting wallets and whatnot from everybody in this Mexican restaurant. And at one point, he walks past the table as you mentioned, Jason, where there are a couple of guys are sitting there. As he walks past. And and so the, the 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 person sitting in the booth has a view more or less of his back, his back and his side. As he walks past, the the customer pulls the gun out, as you mentioned, starts shooting, shoots him four times. People have said, well, you can't shoot someone in the back. Actually, in this context, that's irrelevant because he's still prevent at that moment those first four shots. He's preventing a forcible felony. I'll and just, the other guy was still committing a crime. He's still at committing that time. the crime. He, in fact, he was walking toward another customer who's kind of sitting back in the corner. So, I, the, I, you know, the old thing we used to hear on westerns when we were little kids growing up: well, you can't shoot a man in the back. You shot him in the back. That's a crime. That's not true at all. If I walk in on a bank robbery, and a teller just shot. You know, or excuse me, the robber just shot the teller, and the the, the robber doesn't even know I'm there because I'm standing behind him. Can He's I shoot gone. him in the back? He's of gone. course I can. You know, so I'm because I'm still preventing that that forcible felony or preventing serious bodily injury to other people. So the shooting in the back or the side isn't the issue. The issue is he shot him four times. the The bad guy then goes down. He falls. When he falls, he drops the gun. The toy gun. That, which, which nobody knows it's a toy yeah, gun know, at this I point, but you're right. But yeah, play stupid yes. games. I mean, I, 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 I so think. so I'm going. Okay, this is interesting, and I had to play this back basically frame by frame to really. T- and, and by the way, audio is very important because you have to I hear the gunshots. There. Yeah. Okay. So bang, 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 bang. No problem with those four shots. Totally good from a, from a self defense standpoint. The bad guy falls down, drops the gun. The gun slides a little way out away from him. Guy's on the ground. Good guy, we'll call him, customer, walks up, bang, 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 shoots him four more times as he's on the ground with the gun no longer in his hand. Because just being on the ground isn't necessarily dispositive. I'm still looking around. I'm moving. I got a gun in my hand. So total eight shots. Eight shots. Then, and again, you have to have the sound on, customer picks up the toy gun, and as he picks up the toy gun, bang, (laughs) shoots the robber one more time, which appeared to be a headshot. Ooh. Okay, I've got even if it's a real gun, I've got the gun in my hand. The guy's on the ground. I've already shot him eight times. Now I shoot him one more time in the head. The threat has been you know, eliminated. The at that threat point. is over. Now it becomes really interesting. Let's say I'm a prosecutor looking at this, going as I say, I find this guy and I bring him in and say, all right, well, he shot him four times, and we're okay with that. The second four. That's questionable because the guy's on the ground, didn't appear to be moving. Last one, no no question, it's not justified. He's on the ground. I've got his gun in my hand, real or not. I've got his gun in my hand, and I still give the old, you know, the, the old uh, finishing shot there. At the end. That clearly not justified. But what do you charge him with? 
to charge him with murder, you more or less have to say that last shot's the only one that killed him. Right. Interesting. So what do you charge him with? You know, mutilating a corpse? I mean, you know, there, there's, it, it becomes a very interesting thing. To, you know, it could be something like aggravated battery, assuming the guy uh, wasn't necessarily dead at that point. But it becomes an interesting medical issue and, a, and an evidentiary issue to decide what you charge him with. When you shot him four times and that's legal, you shoot him another five times that may or may not be clearly once that wasn't legal stuff there's yeah. a lot of it right there yeah guy if somebody wants to uh, ask you a question or continue this conversation how do they find you relfordlaw.com best way for me relfordlaw.com guy you're the best thank you thanks guys it's a hammer and nigel show whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you